All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Durrett Opinion. My name is Damon Durrett, and across from me is my twin brother, Dylan Durrett. Hi, podcast. And if you're just starting out with this, I'm going to let you know that our show is one that covers a wide range of topics over a segmented period of time. And those topics can range from daily news to sports to celebrity news. It really just depends on what's uh, happening during the week. So we'll first start off with what's going on in Ukraine. And we'll talk about a few things with that situation. The first one, we'll talk about what the Russians are doing with the Ukrainian power supply, how they shut off a third of Ukraine's power supply over the past couple of weeks in random, somewhat um, ridiculous attacks on their power supply. Um, We're also going to talk about drone attacks. And lastly, we'll end with the martial law, which Putin enacted uh, last week. So first, let's talk about the power supply and how that's affecting the country of Ukraine. Um, Have you heard about this? So I've heard a little bit about this. I know that they um, this is a part of, you know, this is a war tactic because clearly if you don't have power, you can't possibly think about fighting and winning a war um, for your country. And uh, moreover, your land, because on said land, you use said power um, to protect it and to do everything else else you, you do on that land. Now, I don't really think the question is whether, you know, the only question there should be is, you know, your feeling on this topic or um, why do you think, why and how do you think this came about? So, um, you know, for me personally, the why is easy. I think everybody knows the why. It's, uh, you know, easier to kind of take over a place if you take all their resources and in today's world, the resources, uh, they're in the power supply. Yeah, they are. I mean, they lie within the power supply and the electricity. So in the modern world today, we use electricity um, just like we use water. It's, it's in our everyday. Um, it's in everything we do with our phones, with our televisions, with everything that works in our house. You know, people have electric stoves. So them cutting off about a third or 30% of the power supply in Ukraine. It's just, it's, uh, it will for the Russians, it's a, I guess a good tactic if they want to uh, try to win this war, but for the Ukrainians, it's just horrible to see just how far the Russians are willing to go to disrupt their country. So, uh, you know, we, we, we just gotta, um, we gotta keep supporting them and, we got to do whatever it takes to help them out. So, and, and and we'll see what that that means later on. I agree. Um, All right. Um, what about the drone attacks? Have you heard anything about I, that? I haven't personally heard heard anything about the drone attacks. Now, these drone attacks are they targeting uh, like what we talked about just now? Uh, like power supplies or well some are targeting power supplies some are targeting residential areas like apartment buildings and even one uh, target was a uh, an elementary school or i think a kindergarten school okay so i'm going to 
go ahead and talk about the school the school drone bombing. If that is the case, if we're looking at a country willing to do whatever, you know, stoop down to those levels, you know, in order to kind of win war wars, you know, attack attacking helpless little kids that, you know, had nothing to do with this, will have nothing to do with this, and may have, you know, they may have died from this, right? Did 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 they talk casualties? Um, I don't know about any specific casualties with schools, but definitely in the apartment buildings, yes, people have died. Okay. For sure. Well, I don't think that's right at all. I think that goes against everything that anybody ever fights for. I understand that war gets messy and that we don't really understand the reasoning uh, these that these leaders have. But I just think once it goes past a certain point that you're killing innocent people, it's going too far. If you killed one innocent person, it's going way too far. And it'll show. Um, because once you get what you want, um, you know, people tend to start turning their backs, you know. In times of war, people, you know, when things are hostile, people will act accordingly. But, you know, when that when that hostility leaves, you know, you'll see a lot of opinions change and a lot of people realizing what happened was wrong, what they did was wrong and start really having a heart to heart with themselves and, you know, figuring out how to kind of try to come back from that. And that could be you know, turning their back on that country that made them bomb or 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 allow or feel, you know, indifferent about that bombing because that's horrible. Yeah. That's terrible. That's something that if you allow it to happen would haunt you for the rest of your life. So that's just always something to think about. It's never uh serious enough to attack these innocent people on either side, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's completely ridiculous. You know, it just shows just the brutality that some people have when uh, in, in in situations that just seem completely ridiculous, you know, it's it it's it just is ridiculous, it, you know. I I've never understood the willpower of some men who are willing to do whatever it takes for for whatever reasons they have. And and the reasons don't add up to me. I don't know anything he gains from this because the people aren't going to accept the Russians as their leader. So it's not the people. That's that's all I'll say about that. And before we change uh, to the last kind of piece about this, I just want to agree with you and say um, that it. You just basically said it wasn't. It's not worth it. But um, you know, I get people are fighting for every little thing they can get. In this, in this, you know, in this world, and it's just sad to see something like this go down. Um, we're in 2023. We shouldn't be talking about war. We should be talking about peace. Because um, out of everything in the world, that's that's the thing that we value most: our peace, our peace of mind, and uh, just the respect in our peace. And I feel like that's being, you know, kind of imposed on. Yeah, let's lastly talk about the um, martial law that Putin called in four areas in Ukraine. And um, we won't talk too much about this, but because um, we, 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 we have to switch topics. But uh, let's talk about that. And what do you think is going to happen with that situation? Do you think anything's going to change in those areas just because he announced martial law? 
Um, and by martial law, you mean like off limits? Well, yeah, restrictions on going out at certain times, uh, more power to like the police and the government in those areas. Just basically more restrictions on the people and the land in that area. Um, I uh, think that that is cruel and unwarranted. And they're trying to police people in these places because they're, you know, they have the power. And I just think it's 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 a sign of a bully and nobody likes a bully. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, people, you know, it's just it's just it's just what do these people have left to fight for? They don't have an army, but you're willing to impose your kind of authority over them just to do it. Uh, I don't know if it's strategic or, you know, if they have something that, you know, Putin and the Russian army is looking for. But I just feel like anybody that's willing to over police, uh, you know, a, an area of another country uh, just to do it, especially in a time of war, is just signs of a bully. It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem noble. doesn't seem right. And uh, I know all these characteristics that I'm listed that I listed, um, you know, may sound kind of dumb because, of course, in war, none of those things exist. But I just don't like it. It's just not a good look for anything right now. And I hope those people that are being policed hard and harshly are uh, are safe. You know, I don't want anything bad to happen or them to, you know, get out of line, you know. Yeah, I personally don't think anything is going to change um, with this situation, you know, um, declaring martial law in an area that you don't have full control of doesn't really make sense. It's just you trying to prove to everyone else that this is your land and this is something that is worth fighting for because now it's yours. So you can do whatever you want with it when you can't. Obviously, you can see what the Ukrainians are doing now. They're not uh, allowing this to happen. So, We'll see what happens with that, and we'll keep updating and talking about the situation because it needs to be talked about. That's really why we're doing this, and we need uh, we want to reach out to the as many people as possible who don't understand what's going on and who still want to have a little bit of information about it. So yeah. that's why we're talking about these topics. Um, they're not always the fun topic to talk about, but. It's necessary because it affects us today. I mean, there's a reason why gas prices are so high, and it's to do with the Ukrainian war. And there's a reason why the cost of living is going up because of this situation. Like, just because we're not directly fighting in the war with our men, we are fighting with our dollars, which is taxpayer paid for. And we are fighting with our willpower and as much as we can without putting an actual American life in danger other than ones who volunteer themselves. Yeah, and um, I think that's the beauty of America, how it's set up, how we are able to, you know, um, withhold and and help others as, you know, being a superpower uh, country. But I just wanted to go back and say that uh, for those of you that really don't know what martial law is, I wanted to kind of explain it as if it were happening to us. So just imagine... A country, uh, whoever it be, um, and then imagine that country coming over and telling us what we could and could not do. Um, 
because we've already seen it in terms of, you know, the COVID and the protocols with that and how people reacted. Just imagine if there was no sickness going around and you did the day before had all the freedoms that you had and you know how free America is. Like you had all your freedoms, you had all every, every, every freedom gifted to you. And all of that was taken away um, because some other army decided that it was necessary for them to impose on your life. And, you know, they were telling you when you, when you, when you could do everything, basically you were on somebody else's time and you were on a routine, basically. Um, it would be, you know, hell to pay. So I just want people to think about that the next time they think about, you know, the war in Ukraine and how um, inconvenient accepting immigrants uh, are, because um, I feel like if we live like that, you know, we will be looking at alternative options as well. So that's just something to think about. All right, let's move on from Ukraine and let's move um, to another situation happening um, in the Eastern Hemisphere uh, with the UK, the United Kingdom, and their prime minister just resigning after 45 days in office. Um, this is a third prime minister to resign um, in just a reckless government that's going on. I don't know what's going on in the UK. We've got our problems over here in America, but we just wanted to touch base with what's happening there and w why it's happening. Uh, basically, we understand it's because of Brexit and there's a lot of problems that the you know, uh, UK has to figure out, and spe especially in dealing with Europe and the rest of the world. But I just don't get why another prime minister again steps into office and again, it's just hell to pay for them. They just can't get things done. And they they just, you know, resign out of, out of you know, too many people quitting and too little support. And I, I I don't get it. I don't understand UK politics the same way I understand American politics. But it just sounds like a very reckless time in their um, political sphere. What do you think about that? Yeah, I just think the UK is so deep rooted, deep rooted in tradition, um, and the world was kind of easier to kind of manage. Not easier, but maybe easier at the time to manage than it is now. Yeah, I, I could see that um, for the British, for sure. Because they, their traditional methods might not work in today's world. Who knows what's going on out there and what they've been dealing with, especially because their neighboring countries aren't countries that are necessarily peaceful. So I know that firsthand they've been dealing with a lot of stuff that we have been spared just because we, you know, live further away from that country. And um, I feel like they've been paying the price for it for a while. And, um, you know, it's just for as you know, that's that's a power, you know, country. That's a powerful country. And what I mean by that is that the powerful leaders in those countries have a lot of responsibility and they have a lot of uh, to do and to say. For everything. And uh, that's a lot of stress to put on certain people just to, you know, wake up and expect them to have the answer for everything, especially in this in this world, in these crazy times. So I feel like um, 
being the prime minister, he did what was best for him and his health. She did. I mean, she. Sorry, I didn't mean to, you know, offend anybody, but she did what was best for herself. And, um, you know, you can't be mad at her. I know a lot of people are going to have a lot of things to say, but uh, those people might not have been in the same uh, situation. So uh, I just hope that everybody, you know, is understanding around her and they find a new prime minister ASAP. Yeah, hopefully the next person who steps into the job can actually get something done for these people. Hopefully it won't be a bunch of hoopla and a bunch of different problems that they have to deal with. Hopefully they'll let them do their job and we'll see, you know, what happens in the UK for the next, you know, few years to come and how the rest of the world, how they're going to be treated with the rest of the world and, you know, economically and in a bunch of different areas. But let's move over to some, um, more positive topics that we can talk about. Uh, first, let's start with the NBA season opening back up, and let's talk about um, let's talk a little bit about you know the Warriors or you know LeBron James. Let's talk about the NBA. Let's talk about that. Yeah, like on a little bit of a brighter note here, I think the NBA is going to be more exciting this year. We had a lot of exciting trades on the off season. And um, we watched the first few games, um, Lakers versus Warriors, and then the Lakers versus the Clippers tonight. They were good games. The Warriors are looking good. They got their starters. They got the Splash Brothers plus the, you know, new kind of Splash Brother and Jordan Poole, and they look great. Um, Whereas the Lakers. The Lakers, they look, they look, um, you know, the pieces over there. They just need. Um, to me, they look overmatched. They look like you're both dealing with the Warriors and the Clippers, which are two teams that are expected to be really good this year. I think the Lakers look just like they don't have enough in the tank to really pull out these games. Like you, you could see with the crowd, they're trying to get behind the team and they're doing everything that they can, you know, on the court and off the court to try to get them in back into these games. And, they just they they just don't have enough pieces to me. Like they've got you know some young guys, some new guys, and they you know the roster on paper looks decent, but really when you look at it, it's just a bunch of guys who are just haven't done anything in the NBA yet. They're not proven. They're just not proven. Yeah. Um. Exactly. I I think you hit it right on the head. It's 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 a lot of players that um, on paper it looks like that team should be great, but uh, they're still working out the kinks, and they haven't proven themselves to be a contender yet. Um, I'm staying positive with the Lakers because I'm a huge LeBron fan. I believe, so am I. I believe that um, Russell Westbrook um, is 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 going to be huge. I think that. I really hope that and think that he's going to find a way to affect the game um, that is just not with his pure athleticism. I think once he realizes like what his game is in terms of helping people, I feel like he's going to be a huge piece because he's so spontaneous and the things he do he does 
on his time really help teams out um, and gives it that extra boost. But uh, it's just going to be in, in, in Russ's own way, you know, because he is special and different. I think AD, he's going to, you know, realize that LeBron can't handle a lot. He's going to step up, and he's a great player. They also got great new pickups. They got Patrick Beverly. They got Lonnie Walker. Um, and those two guys know how to play. Um, Kendrick Nunn, he's back off injury. I think once he gets hot in the season, um, he's going to be a good player. You know what I mean? I think they got some great pieces. You know, I think they could really do good. Um, but, you know, we're going to we're going to see. They got some 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 they got the uh, AK-47. He's still on the Lakers. He's been playing good. I'm pretty sure. And um, LeBron, I think LeBron, once he kind of slows himself, because I think LeBron kind of is thinking that he has to carry the team. I think once he kind of settles and says, hey, look, I can't carry a team that isn't willing to work with me to carry themselves. And once he kind of calms down and they take that step forward to kind of match LeBron's energy and his greatness, the, the Lakers team, they're, they're going to be good because that's a good program. But um, there's a lot of other teams looking good and I would say even better in this season already. So um, I'm excited to see where um, we're going to be. And since we are kind of Chicago Bulls fans, I, I think the Bulls are going to be competitors this year. Um, contenders, possibly, you know, if all our players stay healthy and if certain players, uh, you know, kind of step up to that plate and start playing aggressive and kind of leaving it out all on the floor instead of trying to play nonchalant, I think we're going to be good. But, um, it's all up to, uh, certain players because we do have DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, we, we just beat Miami. Without our our second guard other than Demar, without uh, Zach Levine, and Miami is expected to be a pretty good team. So, you know the Bulls. We, we you know there's there's probably a limit to how good we'll be this year, but we'll be competitive, and that's all we need as a Bulls fan. That's all we need. We, you know we don't have to win the ship every year, but we gotta play and win games. So that's the, you, you know we're hoping for the best there. Um, talk about any other teams. The Sixers are on two. Um, we'll see how that works. The Celtics without their head coach or you know they with a new head coach. Um, they they looked all right a few days ago. So we'll see how that goes. Um, let's switch topics. And let's go to Kanye West. And let's talk specifically about um, his anti-Semitic comments that he said uh, a few days ago and that he's still under fire for, which I don't think is going to go away. Yeah, you, you can't just spout racism and expect people not um, to talk about it and to, you know, put that next to your name. Like Kanye's been known to be a guy who says you know, what most people would think is the wrong thing and get away with it. But I think this time he's really caught, it's really caught up with him. And I don't think it's going to uh, stop. So 
I don't know what's going to happen to Kanye, but, you know, you could predict, and um, that's the best we can do. So we're going to take a, a, a couple cracks at it. And what do you think is going to happen to Kanye? Do you think he's going to lose endorsements? Do you think people are going to stop liking him? Do you think people are going to stop listening to I him? I just think people are going to realize that this is kind of just like what Kanye does. He kind of does stuff for attention. Some people blow up. Some people roll their eyes. But uh, it's just press. Just something that people can throw in the news and say, oh, well, this is big news. This happened. You know, I'm not downplaying it and I'm not going to upplay it. I'm just going to say it is what it is with him. You know what I'm saying? He's just one of those people. It is what it is. That's that's Kanye for you. You know, whether it, it whether it was a shirt, a shirt that said, you know, white lives matter or it was his anti-Semitic, you know, banter or it was a new line of, you know, just any anything, anything that he could have gotten away with to do and, and, and to have it kind of blow up. I feel like it was just, it was just, you know, going to happen. You know, that's just, yay. I uh, don't have anything bad to, to say about Kanye. I think he, I don't have, like, I don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like, I don't think he is, not smart. Like, I think he's very smart. No, I think Kanye is a very intelligent individual, you know, but I, I, I think you're right in saying he does things for attention. And I think he, he's, he, you know, he really, people say he, he says what's on his mind, but I think he also thinks about a lot of the things he's going to say. Yeah. I think he's very calculated. Yeah. Man. He's more calculated than what people understand about him. Yeah. And his calc, and I think it's, it's like, he calculates, you know what I'm saying? He he tries to come off as dumb and, and, and authentic and pure a lot. Like, he's just coming up with this on the spot. But I know he's plotted on a lot of the things he's he's done. And I know he's, you know, a part of that plot is to not speak on it. Because if somebody said, hey, man, you plotted on it, he could just be like, you know, I never said I didn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. one of those people that can, you know, take any angle. And I, you know, I applaud him for that. You know, he's very, you know, successful man. But I just wish that, and 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 these, I just hope that in these years to come, he calms down on that. He just uh, dials back in with his family and his children because his children really need a father to kind of guide them in this in this in this world, especially them. And uh, I hope he just finds peace within himself and that happiness that he you know can attain because Kanye. It's not. I don't think he's a bad dude at all. I feel like he has a good heart. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't dislike Kanye in any uh, shape, form, or size. You know, I think Kanye is very successful. He is a leader in the black community. I feel like he is a leader in all communities. You know, he's you know, you know, he's the definition of you know. Just if you do things right, it, it'll pay off. You know, and a lot of people turn to him and. And, you know, the success he's done, he's worked with a lot of successful people. I don't know. I just I hope that Kanye, you know, finishes like he started, you know, just like the man, because he, you know. Yeah, I wish we had the old Kanye back. I I, I, I just I'm going to say that, you know, hey, I, I really do. I think um, I'm not going to predict what's in his heart just because I don't know him well enough. And I don't want to predict 
but I am going to act on the things he does and, and, and says. So, you know, to spew racism is not okay. And there's no excuse for it. No matter what you're trying to get at, it just, it, it, it's not good. And, you know, and I, I just, it, it would be so easy if he were to just stop with all the social media and the talking and just did his fashion and did his music because people would mess with that still. Like, they don't need all this Kanye. This this isn't your brand. Your brand is is on paper. It's there. So you don't need to do all the extra stuff to get what you want. Like, you're a billionaire now. So I, I just wish, you know, I hope he can, you know, get better. Um, and dealing with that and uh you you know i hope things change but let's switch to another topic and let's talk a little bit about kevin spacey and let's talk about him just beating another case of where he was accused of sexually assaulting a young man who was 14 at the time and he of course was an adult and the jury just found him today not guilty of the charges. And this is at least the second or third case that was either passed on or where um, he was found not guilty. And I wonder what, um, what you're thinking about that, because uh, people wrote him off. You know, he got kicked off a of House of Cards, the show he was on. And that's done because they did the sixth season. The show was over. You know, he was trying to get back with those weird videos, those minute, two minute long videos of him pretending to be Frank from the show. But it just didn't. You know, people were like, what are you doing? And now he beat another case. And I'm just wondering, like, what do you think um, should happen? Um is he vindicated? Is is you is mean he, you know? Is he back in action? Yeah, should he be back he, in action? He, should he be good for business? Um, Not a, it seems like did every he, case is did getting he, dismissed. Did he did he pay his dues? Kind of. Um, I don't know. I just feel like so. Did he beat every case? Because I know he had a lot. No, he. There's still more cases out there, but the main ones that have been in the news. Um, I'm pretty sure I've been either dismissed or he's been found not guilty. I'm not sure about every one of them, but I, I know the ones that I've checked, there's been at least two or three where, you know, it, you know, the result has surprised people. So I, you know, I, again, I, I'll say, um, there's a lot of cases out there, so I'm not going to say he's not guilty. But I'll say for the ones that they have accused him of, um, I don't know why then the the jury would find him not guilty if they had, you know, uh, insurmountable evidence. I feel like if he did do it, then he'd probably be found guilty of it. But I guess the evidence they found was either not enough or, you know, someone might have been lying, which happens, you know, to yeah. people. You know, people don't like to say it, but sometimes when somebody calls sexual assault, it's not always sexual assault. That's just the truth. Yeah. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I'm not going to, you know, and, and of course, of course, of course. And, and I know you, you're not saying this because, oh, you don't believe it. 
Because that's not what we're saying here. No. We're not saying that, that, that those allegations were false. No. And we're not even going to put too much emphasis or or focus on the allegations. We're, we're going to talk about him. Um, I think just based off of, you know, the allegations, it would be smart if he didn't just try to zoom back in to his character in the show right off the bat. Maybe take a year or two off. Make sure that you're good. Because it's really not even up to the people at that point. It, it, it is strictly upon him to clear his own name and his lawyer and the law. And now if the law comes out and it says that, you know, he's vindicated. Yeah. All these allegations were not true. He's beat him. Then I, th- then I say, yeah, give the man his job back. Obviously, because that's that's the fair thing to do. But also, I think he, you know, whether he likes it or not, he has to put in that extra legwork now to make sure that he he really stays, you know, good and in, in, in the eye of everybody. Because in business, that's that kind of matters how you are seen by the public, because that's who's going to be watching your show. Yeah. And um, a lot of people don't like to think about that or talk about that. But. It is what it is, and it comes with the territory for those allegations. And um, yeah, I mean, when you're in the public eye, you know, there's just more scrutiny on you. You get the you get the fans, and you get the money, but you also get the pressure that comes with being a public figure, and the fact that people can come up with stories that are going to blow up because of who you are, and the those things. Um, can ruin your career, you know, whether they're true or not. If somebody says something, you know, not everybody's going to find out all that was false and not everybody's going to believe it. Even if they were told it was false, that it wasn't true. They're still going to be thinking about it in the back of their head. You know, somebody is. And so that's kind of, kind of the situation here. Kind of not, uh, uh, we can't say whether or not he did any of those things, but we do know is that his career was basically ruined because of those um, allegations. So that's something tangible that we can say about this case. And that's all we're trying to get at, you know, just making sure those weren't lies and everything that's um, he's been accused of was true because we don't want, you know, innocent people to be punished for things that they didn't do. And we're not saying he did it or he didn't do it. We're just saying, you know, with these cases, it's just, you know, he's getting off on a lot of these cases. So uh, we got to talk about it. Yeah. All right. um, Let's head over to another topic and let's talk a little bit about movies. Um, we can talk about an old movie, which I saw and he didn't, so you can get a perspective for both of us. And then we can talk about a new movie coming up. So let's start with the old one, The Woman King, which I saw. What do you think about the movie from the trailers? Um, So this isn't really old. This is like newish, but this is like something that's been out for a while now, huh? Yeah. The Woman King, that's with um, Viola Davis. Yes. Um, I didn't see the movie. I thought that... It, it it looked very powerful. It was about women, um, you know, fighting for, um, you know, I, I, you know, personally, I don't know what they were fighting for, 
But I just felt like it, it they was were a, it, fighting for their land and their people. You know, usual things, tribal, yeah, warfare in Africa at the time. Yeah. So I feel like you know it was a feel good movie, man. Like I feel like you know they. Did a good job in the commercial, kind of showing them in a good light, you know, making them yeah. look very strong. I agree with you saying it was a feel-good movie. It was one of those that it felt like you had to support um, just because the way the movie was made. So it was, you know, it, it was one of those movies that, that was kind of a trick you like. You, you didn't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, I like Viola Davis as an actor. Kind of gave me Black Panther vibes. Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. So, um, yeah, well, I'll talk a little bit about it. And I'll just say it was a decent movie to me. It, it I mean, I guess it was good. Um, the acting was good. And the plot was okay. But the problem I had with the movie was the ending. Because the ending was completely false. And... I don't like how they Hollywood up movies and they give you the exciting ending that everybody gets to root for and agree with. Well, the, you know, the, what actually happened was probably something that people wouldn't agree with. You know, these people were slavers and they didn't stop slaving just because the British wanted to stop or the Portuguese wanted to stop. They kept doing it afterwards. And so them showing them freeing the slaves and then, Killing off those Europeans who came over. It's like, that's not what happened. You know, we can pretend like it did and give it the Hollywood ending. So it seems like a pretty good movie, but that's not what happened. So, you know, that's all I'll say about that. And let's end off with a new movie coming out and what we think about that movie. Black Adam, um, starring Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And... I'll start off and I'll say this movie, um, it looks like it, it, it wants to be that that anti-hero fashion thing where the bad guy, yeah, I mean, where the good guy is also kind of like the bad guy. DC does a good job at doing that. Yeah. And it's like, you know, they're trying to show you that, yeah, look, other superheroes wouldn't do what he does. And so that that's what makes our movie different. Um, he's doing something that other superheroes wouldn't do you know he's you know hitting the planes which is supposed to be okay he's saying in in you know the commercials i'm not peaceful he's he's doing everything that like people are like yeah you know this is how i want my superheroes to be like you know i want them to have an edge to them you know be more realistic in how they would act and uh i think it's a cool spinoff type of thing but I don't really know how that's going to affect the movie because we've done that before. We've had plenty of anti-heroes by now. And so it's not new. It's kind of cliche. And I don't know if the movie is going to be panned or if it's, you know, or if it's actually going to be decent. What do you think? Well, I agree with you on the anti. I'm just hearing basically that it's played out. Yeah. Now, I didn't see it. Would it be a movie that I would that I would go see? Yeah, I would go see that movie. If there was nothing else in the theaters and I wanted to go see a movie, I would see The Rock in this movie. 
just to kind of see how they shaped it. Yeah. Um, how they wanted to play it and if it was good or not, because, you know, these movies do have potential of being good. Um, do I know what it was about? No. What I want to watch just to see, like, I just to see if I could figure out, like, his his origin story and how it came to be. Yeah, I would want to go see all of that. And uh, but, you know, I, I agree with you on the on the kind of anti hero. I'm just a powerful being. Yeah. And I have my troubles, you know, because and it's very dark. You know, the, the movie was filmed and there's there was a very contrast to it. You know, there was scenes in the commercial where it was very bright and he was depicted in a light in a nice light. And then there's pictures of darkness where he was depicted in not not such a great light. And I think it resembles Batman a lot of how he's. The but, brooding hero. Yeah, he's a good you know. guy, but he is dark. Yeah. Obviously. So um I'm not mad at that genre yet though. I don't think I don't think I don't think I'm mad at that genre yet. So I'm gonna give oh. that, that one a pass. Okay. Alright. Um well then we're gonna end it there. Um again, thank you to everyone who is listening. This is the direct opinion and I, uh, I'm here with my twin brother. I'm Damon Durrett, and my twin brother is Dylan Durrett. And we are the host of this show. So, you know, we hope you enjoy listening to us. Thank you. Yes, sir.